All right, so uh, today's Valentine's Day. So we're going to talk about love. You know, uh, there's no, none of our holidays that we have today are, are reflected in the Word of God. It's all uh, man-made things that um, unfortunately came from a lot of pagan traditions that we've decided to, to use for ourselves. And, and uh, we're going to piggyback a little bit on last week's message and, and look at a few things. And um, when I was doing my, my research for today's message, you know, there's just so much about love. And it's so different from what the world says love is and what it's supposed to look like. And uh, I want to start out today with the most impactful verse on love. And we all should know this one. And that is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity today to come together, Father, just to have this place that we can come together to worship, Father. We just thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your word, Father. I just ask you to take myself out of the way, Father, and just let your true message shine through. Open our hearts and minds to receive it, Lord. And we ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. God so loved the world. And if we look in... We look in First uh, John four and nineteen. We love him because first he loved us. You know that is the only reason that we can love because God loved us first. He had a love for us to create us to breathe life into us to make us part of his family and nothing is a surprise to god nothing catches him off guard god knew that man would fall god knows every mistake we're going to make and yet he still loves us so much so that he gave his only begotten son. He loved us so much. He gave us a way that we can overcome our shortcomings, that we can overcome our sin, that we can be saved, that we can come back to him. That we can come and be in his presence. That we can have a everlasting life in heaven. And that is all because of his love. Now as this past week's been on, we've seen all kinds of specials. We've seen things on sale. We've seen special meal deals. We see chocolates and cards and flowers and jewelry flying off the shelves because we have expectations. We have to 
We have to, the show. We have to put on a show. Because what the, the calendar says and what the world says that we need to do, that we have to put forth a jester. If we look at Ephesians 5 and 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And I picked that verse today because we're talking about relationships. Last week we talked about what the, the world says a relationship could be and puts all this false sense of what a relationship should look like and how we should feel. And how so many times that these feelings will misdirect us into thinking that what we have is not what it's supposed to be. Husbands, love your wife even as Christ also loved the church. So to know how we are to love our wives, we need to look at how Jesus loved the church. You know, there wasn't days that he set aside to to love the church. It wasn't because what the the calendar dictated, because it was a holiday. It wasn't because it was Sunday. With Jesus, his love was continuous every day. And that's what we need to do with each other. And this can apply to husbands and wives. This can apply to our our fellow, fellow brother and sisters. All throughout the word of God, God commands us to love one another. And that's what Jesus did. We see so many examples You know, Jesus faced so much opposition. And then we always, at least I do, I think about how I would react in that situation. How I react in day-to-day situations. Because there's always something coming to oppose you. To cause you, cause you strife. Try to get a a reaction out of you. And how we react to that. Because so many times we feel so much anger. And we want to get mad. We want to retaliate. We want to get even. We want to let it out. We want to be justified. We want to be avenged. And Jesus, you know, he felt all of these different things. People were coming against him. They mocked him. They made fun of him. Now he stood up for the word of God. He stood up for God. He backed everything he said with with scripture. Having trouble talking today. 
if Satan don't want this message out. He backed everything up with, with Scripture. He spoke the truth. And he worked within the guidelines of the truth. But he was never driven by feelings. This was God in the flesh. Here on earth. Everything was at his disposal. When someone came against him, he could simply turn them into a pillar of salt. He could have snapped their lives away. But there was something that kept him from doing that, and that was love. And we look at the actions of people and wonder sometimes, how can God love such a person? But he does. Because he knows there is a potential. He knows that there is a chance for a turnaround. We often divide ourselves up and we think that we're, we're better than someone else. There's always someone that's putting themselves above others. We are all equal in God's eyes. We have groups now of politicians and they think that they know what's best for every person and that their purpose, their agenda is all that matters. We all have a purpose. We all have our thoughts. We all possess the Spirit of God inside us. We have access to His wisdom, His knowledge, and we are all special. We have that love in us. It's that love that we have that allows us to love others. There's a, a saying that says we have to love ourselves before we can love anyone else. To love ourselves, we have to be forgiven. We have to allow Jesus to come inside us. Because he loved us first. We have to harvest that love. We have to make that connection. We are all sinners. We are all damaged. We are all broken in some way. From being here in this world, being born into it, being part of the generational curse that started in the beginning with the first man and first woman. That is us. That is our story. And if we refuse to accept the one thing that can save us, the one thing that truly loves us, Jesus, then we can't love anyone else. Because all we have is, is these emotions, these feelings that are driven in from the world. 
and they're meaningless. But if we take that, that love of Jesus, and put that into us, we truly believe that he is our Savior. We truly believe that we are forgiven. You know, it's just one thing to accept salvation. We have to accept everything that salvation gives to us. And that is forgiveness. That is healing. That is power. That is eternal life. Then we can start the process of loving ourselves. And that will kindle and that will grow and that we can pass on to others. And the more that we do that, the more they can seep out of our circles. We can come out of our little tight groups and keep moving on and on and on. And with more love in our system, there's less of those other feelings getting in the way. It's easier to Push away the hate, the discontent. If you're full of love, there's not room for anything else. So back to relationships. It's something that we have to to work on. We talked about last week. It's not some magical thing. God gives us all these instructions for marriage because he knows that there's a challenge to it. We're taking two different people and bringing them together. And that's for to work together, to have different strengths and weaknesses, but sometimes it also causes conflict. And it takes kind of love that Jesus had for the church that is without borders. That's without any kind of compromise. So many times we allow conflict to come in. We allow little things to bother us. You know, you ever been in that situation where you're, you're in a, a little bit of a, a mood and then you're just kind of looking for something. You can just get into it. A reason to be mad, a reason to, to poke at that other person. And then, of course, we're all humans, so they're going to give you that little bit of, a, of an edge. And then we go at it. And it's really all for nothing. Love is not about presents. It's not about holidays. It's what we do on a day-to-day basis. It's that compliment. It's that thank you. It's that going the extra step. It's about caring. It's about having compassion. We're not bouncing from holiday to holiday. We're going from day to day. 
If you love someone, they need to know it daily. Not when the calendar tells you so. They need to know it through the little things. A look, a smile, a touch, a gesture. They need to know it Not just because the calendar says so, but because you truly feel that way. We need to work on building lives together. And this concept not only works in our marriage relationship, it works with every relationship we have. It's important to tell people they're important to you. To let them know that you care. Because we have so many people out there that's doing just the opposite. We see very little examples of love in the world anymore. You turn on the news, we see hate, we see discontent, we see contempt. We don't see any heart. We don't see... That Jesus love. He left the splendors of heaven to come down, not as a king, but as a commoner, not as a man, but as a child, to grow up in this world and to speak a message of truth that, frankly, that. A lot of people didn't want to hear. A lot of people didn't believe. But he wasn't looking for praise. He wasn't looking for anything to benefit him. See, we get these things mixed up because we do things for cause and effect. We go out and buy that gift, because we want to make that person happy. We want that praise. We want that reciprocation. And we don't want the negative conflicts that would happen if we don't, that you know is going to happen because we didn't do what the world tells us we're supposed to do, even though that's not what God says. Many times in life, we are, as humans, we are cause and effect, and everything is driven by that. But that's how you know love. Because we look at the example that Jesus gave us. Because Jesus gives. God gives. We keep seeing these things go hand in hand. We see God so loved the world that he gave. We see that Jesus so loved the church that he gave. And what do they get in return? The thanks? No. The return love? No. The praise? No. Each and every day, Jesus is there intervening for us. Each and every day, the Holy Spirit is with us. Each and every day, God is with us. Watching over our lives, hearing our prayers, answering our prayers, taking care of our situations, orchestrating everything that's in our paths. 
because he loves us. It's time to start returning that love, to have a love for Jesus. And when we do, we'll be able to duplicate that love, send it out and spread it to others. It's only through that love that we can make a change in the world. You can make all kinds of plans. You can make all kinds of laws. You can take votes. You can make executive orders. You can do all these things. But if you do not have God in the midst of it, it's not going to work. You can take two people without all the things that the world says we need to do. We can put them together and both follow the word of God, put God first and foremost, and that marriage will thrive. But no matter how compatible you are, no matter what you do, if you do not have God in your life, you will fail. The love of God is our secret to everything. We have to have it in us. It is our fuel. It is our fuel for success. All these other things that we pile in there has to be pushed out. And the only way to get rid of them is, is to fill it up with something else. So many times in life we are looking for something to fill a void And that void is that love. That is what we are missing. And there is nothing else on earth. No person, no drug, no drink, no purchase can fill that hole that's in the shape of Jesus. Only Jesus can fill that hole. Are you ready to change today? Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Father. We thank you for for your love, Father. We praise you so much that you chose to love us, that you continue to keep loving us, that you sent your Son, and he loves us so much, Father. We just thank you for all of that love that you just bombarded us with. Father, we ask for forgiveness, Father, where we don't even return a portion of it back to you, Father. We ask and we can recognize, Father, and to change our hearts and our ways of thinking, Father, that we'll have more God-like love in us, less of the world in us, Father, that we can adapt and change and be better for you, Father, and be a shining example. We thank you for this, Father. We ask also, too, for all the relationships, Father, that there will be a a God-centered relationship, Father, to put you first and foremost, that we can change the statistics of the world, Father, and make things better. And we ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.